It is so great to have lesbian legend Megan Rapino leading the world. I mean, what a hero. What a superstar. America is solved. She solved America, folks. She solved it. She stomped on the flag metaphorically. She told Trump to go stick it. She made up stuff about the gender pay gap, and now race relations and women's power and whatever the hell else she complains about are all over. Over. She solved America. Megan Rapino. Don't we pay her salary? Don't we pay her salary? No. Are you sure? We don't subsidize any of that nonsense known as women's soccer? Okay, okay, good. Good. We shouldn't. I hate soccer. We shouldn't pay for clowns like Megan Rapino and, uh, and Colin Kaepernick to kick balls around. They shouldn't be allowed to disrespect the country if we're paying for them. They should be broke and starving. Soccer's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's just not very American, you know? It's very Euro, very European, very Latino. You know, they call it foot, football. They call it football. You know, they put the dots over the U to make it look exotic. Football. That's not how you spell foot. I went to an Ivy League university, okay? That's what they told me. That's not how you spell it. And anyway, I don't like football. And so this Megan character, she's, I mean, she's straight out of a token novel. You know, just throw a hobbit's robe on her. Throw a hobbit's robe on her because she shouldn't be wearing USA on her back anyway. She does not represent us. You know, she was off my radar for a while, but then she slid into my newsfeed faster than she did Rachel Maddow's DMs because of her hatred for this country. But first, we got to make an extraordinary profit from an advertisement. Want to tell you about a cruise this spring? Now, you know how we feel about cruises, but I promise you, I promise you, I'm not going to tell you to go on a cruise unless I knew it was going to be legit. And Glenn Beck and these guys, they know their history. They know their history. No one knows their history like Glenn Beck, Bill O'Reilly, Stubergier, David Barton, Rabbi Lappin. They're total buffs. I mean, like each, each of them has like a, 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 basically their own museum. They, they basically have their own museum of historical artifacts and books. So if you're going to go on a cruise, these are the people you want to do it with. This cruise, it has nothing to do with politics, unlike, you know, those cruises with the crusty establishmentarianism people, Bill Crystal. All of those clowns. No, this is a vacation that you might actually learn something from. It is 14 days. You get to go. You get to actually visit where Jesus and the prophets walked in the Holy Land. You get to travel through Italy. Get to travel through Greece. Get to go to Croatia. It's going to be a lifetime experience that you'll probably only get to have once in your lifetime. So you don't want to miss it. You're learning every step of the way, but you're also enjoying these beautiful locations. So you know, don't be scared off by the price tag because it is an all-inclusive trip, includes all your airfare, all gratuities, and it comes out to about 360 bucks a day. So you just, all you have to do is you have to put the deposit down and then you can pay over time. And if you're early enough, you get the early bird discount, which gives you $400 off. So act now. The website is comesailaway.com. Comesailaway.com. Go there now. Or at least after this video. So... Megan Rapinoe, she's all mad. She's all mad. She mad because she's not getting paid enough money. Poor baby. 
You know, and all of them are mad, actually. All of the women's soccer team, they're shouting, we want more money. We want more money. And, you know, they're suing. <laughs> they're suing soccer. They're suing soccer because they don't make enough money. I'm not kidding. They're suing soccer. And the obvious response to that is, well, if you're not making enough money, make more. Earn it. Plenty of women make a lot of money, and they do it by working, not whining. You know, you think that you deserve as much money as the men. Okay, well, let's put you on the field with the men's team, make you compete, and see if you're as good as them. You know, if you win, maybe you can negotiate more money. That's how it works here in America. And by the way, you know, she's making just fine money. It's not, it's not like she's in the food stamps line. But she went on a wretched Rachel Maddow show to complain about how she doesn't make enough money. I think everyone realizes now it's like, okay, it's time for the next step. It's time to to work together, to get this to a better place, be collaborative. Um, The conversation is not about equal pay anymore. It's everybody. It's like if you're not down with equal pay at this point or equality or whatever it is, like you're so far out of reality in the conversation um, that we can't even go there. I think it's time to move to the next phase. You know, it made no sense, but. Nonetheless, Maddow sitting there, you can't see her, but she was sitting there like enamored. Rachel, I mean, you're a smart woman. I disagree with you, but you, you're smart enough. Don't act like that was comprehensible. You know, she's saying the conversation is not about equal pay anymore. Okay, so you don't want equal pay? You're not down with equal pay? Like, what is she talking about? She's not down with equal pay at this point. Who isn't about equal pay? She wants to move to the next phase. Like, none of that answer made sense. What phase? What phase are you talking about? I didn't realize we were doing phases. You know, are we, in the, are we in the first phase? Are we in the second phase right now? Maybe she can give us a manifesto. No, not, none of that, none of that made any sense. It's why you don't have athletes on shows to give opinions on important issues. You know, Megan, if you want higher pay, I don't know, maybe start by not pissing off so many Americans with your kneeling shenanigans. You know, here she is, she kneeled in 2016, did it multiple times, you know, you want to know how to get Americans not on your side? Do that. That's how you get Americans not on your side. And when you do, that pisses off a lot of people. So sure, lots of people have been watching. You know, they have the numbers. A lot of people have been watching. But you've got to worry about much more than that. You've got to worry about how much revenue you can generate with sponsorships and branding and all of that. You know, and no one wants, at the end of the day, an un-American hobbit. You know, she's getting in fights with the president on Twitter. That's not going to help your strategy. You know, well, if LeBron can do it, if LeBron can criticize Trump, why can't she? She's not LeBron. Megan Rapino is not LeBron. Megan Rapino is not a household name. I mean, if she is now, it's certainly not for being a great player. It's for being an un-American stinker. You know, women's soccer, it's, it's, not a, it's not a sport that a ton of people watch, you know, when you compare it to the NFL or the NBA or even men's soccer. You know, they're saying more people in America watch the Women's World Cup than the Men's World Cup. Okay, but like I said, it's about more than views. It's about the fan base. It's about the ticket sales. It's about the brand. I mean, does, that, does anyone think that Megan Rapinoe is as much as a big shot as Cristiano Ronaldo? I mean, you think, Megan, you deserve to be paid as much as Cristiano Ronaldo? You're not Ronaldo. You're a women's soccer player. You know, people say people watched the World Cup. I don't know anybody. Actually, my producer is the only person I know who was actually interested in what was happening on that field. 
I don't know people who watch women's soccer. A lot of people don't like soccer in general. So women's soccer has almost zero appeal to a lot of people. I mean, women's sports in general, I tend to find, you know, hilarious, to be frank. You know, not as exciting to watch. So they've got a lot of work to do if they want to change that. Scott Schroeder at The Federalist, I think, makes a good point. I mean, women's soccer is not that established. It's on, it's on the up and up. But, quote, they are not currently a multi-billion dollar enterprise. They are still working towards building up a national fan base that will consistently buy tickets to their games, purchase their gear, and watch their televised games. Success, it depends on appealing to a much wider portion of the population than they currently do. Their strategy to accomplish this? Galvanize a small portion of America who believes protesting the anthem is patriotic and they repel half the country. Genius. Genius. You know, they're not, they're not as bad women's soccer isn't as the, as the WNBA in that glory. But their fan base is not like they're glued to their TVs for the entire season like sports fans are with, with other franchises. You know, the World Cup, Women's World Cup might have been a bigger deal, but until the World Cup happened, I mean, these were not games that people were talking about at the bar. You know, you've got to earn that cred. You've got to earn those fans. You've got to earn it, lady. You cannot alienate them. Of course, Elizabeth Warren, she very much disagrees with me, shockingly. She thinks even if Rapinoe was a sucker on the field, she deserves to be paid the same. That's not how America works. And nonetheless, she says, quote, they bring home the ratings, they bring home the revenue and the wins. But even if they didn't, the players of the USWNT deserve equal pay. Really? Really? So even if they're not as good, even if they're not as qualified, even if they are not up for the task, they deserve equal pay? So if we go down this equal pay road, right, it's a very dangerous path. You know, you apply it to the workplace, now, how does that work? No, you should get paid as much as your boss thinks you're worth. And if you don't like that, you can get another job or start your own business. That is the free market. You know, we make fun of the free market a lot here uh, just because it's fun and it pisses people off. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people out there who are slaves to it. And, you know, they'd rather watch the country burn before their very eyes before they give up my free trade. And, you know, they're as unpatriotic as liberals. So it's fun to troll them. But at the end of the day, the free market is still the best system out there. And the reason it works is because individuals determine the value of others' work, not the government. And everyone has the freedom, if they don't like what they're being paid, to go elsewhere. Especially in this Trump economy, right? Especially in this economy, you know, these people, they want to get the government involved to ensure they get paid the same. Where does that end up? Where does that lead? You know, you've got Sally. Sally's in the office sobbing. <laughs> why does Tim, why does Tim get paid more than me? Uh, because it's Tim is better at his job. Sally sucks at her job. Who wants to be the one to tell Sally she sucks? No one wants to tell Sally she's awful at her job. So she just assumes it's because she's a woman that she's not getting paid as much. You know, on paper, she has a resume. She's taking the time to make a resume. You know, on paper, sure, you're exactly the same as Tim. You know, you might have all the same managerial experience, check all the boxes, write all the right words. But at the end of the day, Tim is just better. You know, Tim might have that extra je ne sais quoi. 
that you can't quantify. Tim might be better with clients, but you know, his resume is not going to say, oh, Tim is much better at interfacing with clients than Sally. So Sally thinks she's equal. She's not. If she was, she'd be paid more. You know, if women were, if women were cheaper, if women were cheaper to hire, but just as good in the office place, employers would only hire women. The reason they don't is because sometimes men are just better at their jobs and it has nothing to do with sex. It has everything to do with qualifications. So either go in the bathroom and cry about it or go home and start a family if the workplace isn't for you. Disaster. Joe Biden, a disaster. He will say anything, absolutely anything to get you to vote for him. You know, the, Dem- the Democrat primary in general is a, a, a freak show. It's a shipwreck, you know, total disaster. They're talking about Medicare for all. They're talking about raising the minimum wage so that more companies can go out of business. They're talking about this farce known as the Green New Deal, all of that. But now Joe Biden is promising that he, <laughs> he's going to release. This is very serious. It's a very serious policy. He's going to release more than half of the people locked up in federal prison if he wins in 2020. Do you commit to cutting incarceration by 50% if elected? We can do it more than that. We, there, there should be no, uh, look, get, again, get his name. I'll send you exactly what my program is. Is it a yes or, is it a yes or no? Yeah, the answer is yes. Thank you. But I got a better plan than you guys have. Yeah, the answer is yes. The answer is yes, of course I would. What else do you need me to say? to sound uh, like I'm liberal and woke enough. Yes, of course. Releasing half of the criminals locked up in federal prison? Are you out of your damn mind? I mean, does that sound like an America you wanna live in? Come to the United States. Come for the freedom. Stay because you were murked to death and drugged by a drugged out gang member at the grocery store. That sounds like an America I wanna be in. So, I mean, how do you, I mean, how do you even commit to that? Do you know who you're letting out of prison? Do you know, you know, this number of people are in prison and they're unfairly incarcerated? No, of course not. It's just something ridiculous he's saying to get the rabid base energized, to get them interested in him again. You know, that's what they're all doing. That's what they're doing with with this reparations business. The reparations, oh, just give black people money from white people. It's literally not a feasible policy. Not to mention being ideologically preposterous I mean, if, it's unbelievable. Uh, did you ever get to think you would see a primary where every single candidate is a maniac campaigning on how much worse they're going to make America for everybody? I mean, they're in the race to out crazy each other. You know, Joe Biden, you know, he's still number one in the polls, but all of a sudden he's not the clear favorite because after the debate, you know, the left suddenly woke up and realized, oh, he's Joe Biden. So, you know, now the geezer has to up the ante. Now he has to up the crazy. You know, his debate performance was awful, sucked. You know, Kamala Harris is not the brightest bulb, still owned him on the stage. Debate performance sucked, giant you-know-what. You know, he's, he's, he's not just for criminal justice. He's, he's for basically ending criminals. That's, that's, that's what he's saying. Of course, of course. No one goes to jail. This is crazy. This is let half the people out of jail. I mean, does someone want to remind these people uh, criminals are not in jail for nothing? <laughs> they are there because they did something very bad. They are there because they did something naughty. They were charged, convicted, and sent to jail for a crime. 
You know, I've said it before on this show, the criminal justice reform movement, I know it's very fashionable right now, it's trash. Criminal justice is locking people up. That is justice. Lock people up who commit serious crimes. That's, that's been justice since the beginning of time. Not letting them out. Now all of a sudden they call that justice. Okay. You know, you, you want more Chicago? You look at Chicago, you want more of that? You know, it's a war zone. You know, these people need sympathy. Really? These people need a second chance. Really? No, they need jail. Our cities are cesspools and liberal policies are making them worse. Just look at every liberal city. You want to spread that around America? You want to spread that to middle America, to red America? Absolutely not. You know, but yet they want to decriminalize everything until you're stuck living in a scene from The Walking Dead, you know, or California. It's basically the same now. Except instead of, instead of zombies, it's going to be MS-13 members coming to rape and behead you. How does that sound to you? You know, you want to make America safer. You want to make America better to live, not worse. And to do that, you got to crack down on crime. And we've got examples. We've told them to you on the show. You know, just look at what Rudy Giuliani did to New York. 1991 through 2004, the city's crime rate for serious offenses dropped. Dropped 75%, almost twice the national average. And want to know why? It's not because he let the criminals out of jail. It's because he sent police officers to, to the most dangerous areas, allowed them to do their jobs. I mean, if you're a violent criminal, we're not talking about dime bags. We're not talking about people who decided to smoke a joint on their stoop. But if you're a violent criminal, I do not feel bad that you are in jail. I actually feel pretty, feel pretty good about it. That's where you should be. But not Biden, not the loony liberals on the left. Nope, he's a compassionate progressive. And apparently that means no one will ever be held again responsible for their actions if Biden wins in 2020. Uh, it's a diseased mentality. And make no mistake about it, if this mentality continues on the left and it is creeping into the right, it will ruin our country. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.